Welcome back to episode 53 of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. This week, me and Tyler are joined by Devin, uh, also known as D. Griffey, uh, the the (laughs) wonderful intro song that we have. Ty, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, It's be a good episode. We're going to break down this week, talk a little bit about Super Bowl, talk about the Bucks. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Wire. It's the Wire. D. Griffey. This the wire, serving up a hot take Around the league, serving jams like a hot plate Who's the flex, first pick, rounds four to eight Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cape This that fantasy, see who get the glory Who's gonna stay up in their lane, talking Tory Who's gonna ride up on the train, where the hype at Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that Three tutties next week, man, he's double covered Takes on a hundred, coming out the oven Tim and Todd, they the guys, know you gotta love them Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire The Wire Alright, so Devin, welcome yes, aboard sir. again Aww, It's been a while Yes So I know it's been about 35 episodes since we released the D. Griffey intro for mm-hmm. our pod. Um, yeah. It feels like yesterday. Yeah, it does. Right. 35 episodes and 35 pounds later. From- <laughs> 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 Quarantine hasn't been kind to any of us. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're stuck with that. Fr- just adding freshman 15s at this point, right? <laughs> right. Oh, God. But, yeah, I mean... Still love the uh, the intro, you know. As you saw today, I tried plugging you with a uh, with a pretty well known podcast, sports podcast mm-hmm. in the area. Yeah, trying to get you his intro. Um, but as everybody who heard, who heard episode eighteen, Brady Bucks and Bros, mm-hmm. uh, we have an original, real Bucks fan in Massachusetts. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> um, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I mean, to be honest, I'm pretty shocked I didn't go into cardiac arrest yesterday after screaming so much at my TV. Pretty sure I gave my poor daughter PTSD, but uh, <laughs> she seems okay today. So we're doing. She had good. to learn one way or another. And <laughs> start she, him young. Yeah, she's like, "Daddy, why are you screaming?" I'm like, "Daddy's mad, baby. Why are you mad?" <laughs> Uh, that's all right she's gonna be a patriots fan like us isn't she (laughs) yeah (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but so we have to start with the elephant in the room with this game Mm -hmm. it was a lot of controversial calls yes we can work backwards if you want we can work forward but the big one is the 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 last flag of the game where they threw the the pass interference Mm -hmm. um I mean, I know everybody's pissed off because there was some other flags during the game, but you had to call that. That that was an obvious. There's no arguing that it was not pass interference. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when, when we look at that play, fast or slow, did you see the length on, you know, Johnson's undershirt that was getting pulled like the length of his shirt? It's like oh no God. one's missing it. That, that honestly was probably – like over a foot length of his shirt stretching. Oh, yeah. And, and the worst honest, part about it, 
Mm-hmm. He's standing dead in front of the, the back judge when it happened, <laughs> too. Exactly. He was right in the middle. There was so much space. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, why did it take so long to get the flight? Because he was 10 yards back and he had to, he had to cock it back and huck the thing. Of course no, it was. Yeah, that mean, was so obvious. Was, you know, so there was no arguing there. Yeah, we root for Brady. I'm rooting for Brady when when he's when he's in it and we're not because hey, why not, right? You know, when 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 the Celtics traded Pierce to Brooklyn, when the Celtics got knocked out, I was rooting for Paul Pierce to win in Brooklyn. It didn't happen, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm, I do that. You know, if it doesn't even have to be a franchise player, if if it was just Gronk on the Bucks right now, I'd probably still be rooting for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's it, it, there's no real bias there. It's just kind of, I guess, there's a little more bias, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest. I- I'm a little unbiased there. It feels like I'm rooting for an X. It, it hurts sometimes. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope for a tie, right? <laughs> yeah. At but some no, point, I mean, she's got a little breakup, right? Oh. Everybody's bitching about Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. But in seven years, everybody's going to be bitching about Patrick Mahomes and how they're sick and tired of him winning. Yeah. Realistically, that's what's going to happen. You know, yeah. because it's either going to be him or Josh Allen because the the Bills are set up for a long run of oh, this. Oh, yeah, they are. Everybody on that team is on a rookie contract except for Trey White. It really feels like. But, I mean, you know, as far as the last place concerned, it was pass interference. If you disagree, tough shit. It, what yeah. helped sell it, too, was the dive at the end, too. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. helped sell that big time. Yeah. But, but. The, you know, the, the, the big interception at halftime with – Murphy Bunting, mm-hmm. when he picked off before the the Scotty Killer touchdown, yeah, um, that was an obvious pass interference, defensive holding. They should have called, but you know, but at the same time, those calls get missed week in and week out. It's not like yeah, and it wasn't not, as obvious. He wasn't pulling his he, shirt for three. Yeah, they, they were close together. You know, he was like way within arm length's reach they were basically touching each other you know what i'm saying like yeah very we're not, close we're not arguing any of this if that safety caught that he he jumped up for the ball closed his eyes and just hoped that it stuck to his hands like the kid from the little giants and we're gonna <laughs> act like this isn't the reason why the packers lost right yeah. like that's the, they, the he he dropped the touchdown because he decided to try to I don't know what the hell he was doing. And then th- there's so much more that goes into it. The play calling, Aaron Rodgers. You can't bitch about one pass interference call. That was obvious. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. Now, it, they were both they were both going at it the whole game. I mean, it, again, you can let the boys play, but when it's that blatantly obvious, you gotta call it. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. The, if they wouldn't have called it, it would have been way worse than if they they did call it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Way worse. Because well, when you look at the replay and you see his shirt stretched out like that, it's what, what, do you, what do you say at that point? How do you argue that? Yeah, you can't. It, it, it honestly looked like a dude after like being like 500 pounds and then getting a gastric bypass surgery. <laughs> dude, it was like the access again. The tug on it was crazy, dude. It's like, are you are you fucking kidding me? I was screaming. Oh, yeah, that's was funny. Awful. 
that's not the image I wanted in my head right now, to be honest. So I mean, that was a stretch, brother. That's a stretch. <laughs> so the other call that I thought was very controversial, it didn't really have a big effect on the game, but it's something I'm sick and tired of seeing called. So it was the third, early third quarter, I believe. Uh, Packers are driving. Adams catches the ball, and he runs to about like the seven-yard line. And this it was, was be, like, so bad. Devontae Adams is getting tackled and then lowers his head. Yep. And then I believe it was Carlton Davis yep. came and yep. hit him with his head facing to the side and with his, more of his shoulder than anything, and they yep. called an illegal hit on the defender when the yep. offensive player is the one who initiated contact. Oh, let, let's look at this real quick, guys. Look, look at this. <laughs> As this he's showing week. us. But that's, gonna... that's a different game. But I'm talking about the one on Devontae Adams where it was – and then they ended up giving him half a distance to the goal, yep. and then I think it was, a t- it was a touchdown to play later. But I mean, just... in the defense – they were going to score regardless, but as a as a fan of the NFL, that's just bad because it's, it's stupid, dude. Yeah. Like, how do you expect it, it? It's literally dumb. You know what I'm saying? If an os- offensive player is diving for gain, you right. should be able to dive back to stop that gain. And, and here's the thing: for anybody that's played football and it has any idea about the game, that stuff happens so fast that you don't you're not you don't really have time to react and say. Oh, I gotta get down another foot so I don't come anywhere close to this guy's head. You're just hitting you this do, dude. You're going <laughs> against the best athletes in the world. People right. who run a, a, a ten yards per second. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about guys who are six foot five you know, or six three, two hundred and twenty pounds. Guys like DK Metcalf who are just scientific Monster. freaks, mm-hmm. right? And, you and then you think you're these guys expected are to make a split decision. To avoid that, like, they, okay, there's certain plays where you sh- uh, defenseless receiver is one thing. Yeah. But when right. a guy but is when he, running and he dips his head down, I disagree with the call. Yeah. yeah. They, that should have never – that's one of those you just let him play. Like, it's not – And it happens no in every game. Call. Even if it happens yeah. against my Patriots, no, I that. still say just a bullshit call. Yeah, I mean, even when you look at that Browns-Chiefs game, right? Right. What do you expect the safety to do? Higgins was jumping towards the pylon. That what one was he, worse than this one. It what? It was he lowered worse, his but, head for contact. But, but I what see do what you expect him? To, what do you? What is he going to hit him with when he dives forward? Right. Stick his chest out. I mean, go clean. There's just times that there's just not an option. Like it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's football at that point. It's a contact sport. Right. Well, can, there's a million situations. Fast. The guy's smaller than you. He's instantly going to be low to the ground. So now you're diving mm-hmm. at his ankles or you're hitting his head. Like, but there's, there's a million different ways that, that that can play out, and it's never a good situation. It sucks that they call those. Yeah. But, you know, so the the big news of the day was not really news, but kind of the, the ha-ha moment of the week was watching Kevin King just be absolutely torched <laughs> every moment on the field. I, he literally looked like he he was like the monsters took his powers away and he <laughs> forgot how to play football half the game. Well, like, he why are you in why are you in cover one defense in in a situation where there's like seven seconds left? 
That was my concern. Like he's man on man with Scotty's pretty fast, but yeah. what, what are we doing? I mean, he almost didn't play that game as well. Yeah, he probably he didn't, pra- he didn't practice most of the week and he was questionable. That, that was the big thing going into the game was who was going to cover who if King was out. That, so it's like he played, right? Yeah, AB, because they were thinking with King, you know, being the bigger guy, he would have lined up on Evans, you know, they would have doubled up with the safety over, and then Alexander would have went one-on-one with Godwin. Right. So, yeah, when it it came to King, I mean, he was injured. I mean, you can always use that for an excuse, but he was burnt sauce. I mean, when you look at the first touchdown, I mean, he just mistimed the jump. It happens. I mean, I, I feel that Scotty Miller touchdown, though. I loved it. I was screaming, but for a corner, that's kind of unacceptable. Close. Yeah. I got to add this, though, because I love the fact that Tim's finally coming around to my Scotty Killer nickname. Yeah, that's been my boy. From, like, week two on, I've been all about him. <laughs> the first-round pick in our Dynasty League. Uh, now that's why you love Scotty Miller. Did you I really? was obsessed no, with Scotty Miller all year long. I'm being exaggerated, but no, oh, he was okay. like, he's like, oh, I'll give you Russell Gage and Scotty Miller for AJ Brown. I'm like, what? I wasn't. Come on. Right, I'll pull up the text. Now we're exaggerating. <laughs> I like. I was obsessed with Scotty Miller for for a very long time this year, but now Dude, that's he a little flies. Too far. He flies, and and you know, I was listening listening to you know sports center this morning and they were talking about like he is tampa's deep threat yeah it's not ab (laughs) not godwin you You know evans obviously he can get up there but our deep guy to burn you you know where mike evans is at all times oh yeah and he and he's not the type to just fly right by you like he's he's getting a double move and he's beating people yeah and he's bigger than people think he is. He's almost, I want to say he's six foot. It's not like he's a tiny little dude. Yeah, but he looks like every, every white wide receiver looks like Edelman. Yeah, very true. Especially when you're getting thrown the ball by Tom Brady. So he's 5'9. <laughs> oh, he is 5'9. Yeah, so he's a tiny guy. Oh, yeah. I think about He's tiny. Expecting him at 5'8, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Dude, and call it and call it. He might be shorter than 5'9 because I know in college, we used to be able to write down our own height and weight. And obviously, you guys you guys know me. I'm in that, like, 5'8", five, 5'9 five, range. No, you're not. You're 5'7". Uh, yo, watch your mouth. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect is real right now. <laughs> so I, w- I was thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder how tall would I be in cleats? So I gave myself the, the solid 5'10", 185, knowing damn well I was, like, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, buck 60. But, hey, happens. Yeah, but now, now we're not right and the weight is being heavier, are we? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm rounding down now. I'm always rounding down. Oh. I used to write more pounds so I could look better as a lineman. Now I'm like, <laughs> Shit, I don't want people to see this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, that's Scott, Scotty Miller, that was huge. I mean, that that was, you know, huge. That was very decisive, you know. Part to our victory, yeah, because we go up by eleven. Who knows if we don't score, if we kick the field goal? Because he, if he dropped it, it would have been like a second left on the clock. Yeah, you for know, sure. It, 
So, yeah. well, well, I mean, the other guy that's just come kind of come out of nowhere in the playoffs now, it's your boy Fournette. He, I've been, I've always been a big fan of Fournette coming, even in coming into this year. I thought this was going to be a great spot for him, and he's making all his money's worth right now. You guys are getting every penny out of him because, yeah, Rojo's been a non-factor at this point, complete non-factor. Yeah, it's that it's that soft tissue injury for some reason. I wonder how truly hurt he is to, you know, get that decrease in reps that he's been getting, you know, because it's not like Fournette was just, you know, killing it, like blowing him out of the water where Rojo's a non-factor, you know? like No, coming into the playoffs, I thought Rojo looked miles better. But, I mean, even – I think it was last week you saw Rojo have those big explosive runs and come up limp at the end of them. So, yeah. he's not anywhere close to being healthy. He's out there just as a change of pace at this point because they need a guy, it seems like. But he's not anywhere close to being where he needs to be. Definitely. I mean, Len- Lenny's been playing great, dude. Playoff Lenny. Mm-hmm. He's been He's been running like a man who's pissed off. As he should be. He got disrespected. There was no reason why he shouldn't have been with the Jags this year. Huge. And the I will say, uh, I had I was very disappointed with how he came into the league. Like, in college, he was such a workhorse. He would mm-hmm. run everybody over. But it seemed, you know, as soon as he got in the league, he was always hurt. But then you think about the load management. Yeah. And with having you know rojo rojo being the primary back you know lenny didn't have that much usage that he's used to yeah you know so definitely definitely got to take that into consideration oh he's definitely benefiting from fresh legs right now that's for sure but that touchdown run oh that that was was insane thing of beauty beautiful you couldn't have asked for anything better yeah jumps over these two fat ass linemen on the ground (laughs) then uh said no you're not taking me down today alexander work on your form tackling <laughs> better luck next year buddy and then that spin see you later bye. oh my god and then who who does he roll over for the touchdown kevin king <laughs> oh man was yep. it really yep that's who he laid on and rolled into the end zone on top of mm-hmm. <laughs> he really did just take a beat in all game long huh yeah I didn't realize that was him. Oh, yeah. He was – every time a big play happened, he was on the wrong side of it. But, like, do they, do they re-sign Fournette? Do, no, I don't think that, so. That's in the Bucks, and that's, now we're worried about Rojo long-term? I mean, that's that's going to be – he's going to be expected to get paid. It all, mm-hmm. it all depends who we can keep, who we can't, who's willing to take some pay cuts to, you know, allow us to keep these people. I mean, no, knowing Brady – and, you know, his selflessness to the team, you know, like he was in New England. Who knows? Maybe he takes a little pay cut. You know, he's loaded out do, of his ass. I didn't do any real homework on your salary cap situation next year. Mm. Um, but, you know, with with Fournette, I mean, I don't see him getting paid by anybody. He has so many miles on him by now. I mean, he's only 25. but yeah. You're talking about a work he's been a workhorse for the last seven years. He really hasn't Tom. had that much work as you think he has. You can remember his rookie year he came in, yeah, he had a probably yeah, 
probably 250 to 300 carries in that range. But then the next year, he missed half the season. He came back the year, year last year and had all, had about probably about the same. And then this year, he hasn't had that many touches. He's probably under 100 touches this year. So his workload really isn't much. He's yeah, got I mean, only two real seasons on him. College, he was getting unreal amount of touches. Yeah, but so all of these guys right yeah. at this point. But I, I mean, mean a, a big a big one uh, I'm concerned about going into next year is OJ Howard. Yeah, Cameron Brait is better. Cameron Brait's faster. He's better. <laughs> he's a better uh, blocker. He's faster, and I think uh, he's better. Hand. You think so? I I don't. I think Howard's a better blocker. I I think Brait's a better blocker, but I, I like Cameron Brait. I think I think he's the one. I, Especially with OJ coming off an Achilles injury, yeah, I like I like Bright's game, but no, I'm a I'm a I'm a big Bright guy as well. I, he he's great. I mean, like like we talked about in that previous episode when he led you know all tight ends and touchdowns. I think it was like three four years ago. You know he can ball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I just pulled it up, and you guys got about twenty seven million dollars of cap space going into next year, so you have money to spend. That's without what Gronk, JPP, Fournette, Antonio Brown, and Godwin. Yeah. And so you're gonna want to spend some money on him. You you have about what ten million dollars in in rookie picks that you have to account for. Yeah. So now we're you know seventeen without Godwin, without adding any you know depth, yeah. in the, maybe adding a, a veteran corner. Well, also, I I don't think we'll be resigning Lashawn McCoy. No, I don't think he would be there either. You know, so we could take his, his money into consideration too, which is probably not a lot. No, but yeah, that, that doesn't count for him. Um unless unless it's not a two year deal and they're gonna cut him and save money. True, true, true. But you know, just if they resign him, Rojo's value goes a lot goes down. Oh and yeah, for sure. Yeah. If he leaves, Rojo's value goes through the roof because I mean, Ronald Jones was 22 yards from being a thousand yard rusher in 13 games this year. Yeah. Seven touchdowns, another, you know, 28 receptions. So, and most games he wasn't getting a full workload. No. Oh, yeah. No. I, I just love the both of them because they run so hard. Oh, yeah. So they're both so violent. So it's like they wear, they have the ability to just absolutely wear down defenses. Hmm. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's a nice combination too that you have all these what, receiving options over the top where they just keep pounding, and then you just come over the top with just such pretty finesse. It's a nice compliment. It really I, is. Yeah. yeah, I think Antonio I, leaves. Yeah, I mean, who who knows? See, I who don't. Knows? I I think Antonio's the one that ends up saying. I think Godwin's the one that is the odd man out. Well, if you see them not paying Godwin and getting AB a, back for cheap, then yeah, but. If they resign, it's either one or the other. I don't think all, both of them come back. If Godwin's resigned, then I I see AB going to like a. Realistically, who's gonna take AB? Who's signing AB at thirty one or thirty two for any kind of big money? It's not gonna be big money. He's not gonna get big money in Tampa. He's not gonna get big money anywhere else. But right, he so wanna, he's gonna want. He'll stay and play with Brady to me. No, so, he might be better off going somewhere and getting a feature role. And then hoping to get a two or three year deal after that. I I will agree with 
Tyler, because I, I think, you know, Brady and AB just have that, sh- have a very strong connection, you know, I where, where it's Tennessee on the other side of AJ Brown. Yeah. But it's one of those things like he, everybody knows he's such a locker room head case. And it seems like Brady's the only thing that's keeping him in line right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I, to me, it, it it's almost locked up that it's Antonio's back who there. It, just who takes a chance. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we'll see. Yeah. We'll it's see. Way too early to even begin that conversation, really. But yeah, yeah in two weeks, we'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, even when you, even when you look at, you know, some of our, you know, down in the depth chart receivers, you know, Tyler Johnson, he's making the most of it, you know, his, his uh, looks that he's getting Scotty Miller enough said, but I, I want to even say that that game we had Mickens playing because we were just, I, I think it was probably Mike Evans got hurt. That's when Godwin you know, broke, broke his finger. He was out. And even like wide receivers, like Mickens was, you know, mm-hmm. making the best of, you know, their opportunities. Mickens so. would have been the wide receiver one in new England last year. Probably. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just as talented as Jacoby Myers. He's fast. Yeah, he is. And let's remember, and let's not discount this either. Brady's always done a lot with a little. So any of these guys could end up being Pro Bowlers next year, realistically. True, true. Speaking of Pro Bowls, I can't believe they fucked my linebackers. <laughs> now, now it's a big fuck you to the NFL. <laughs> well, it's more fuck you to your fan base for not voting them in. <laughs> True. <laughs> I spent way too much time hyping. Listen, else. listen, old people in Tampa, they do not use <laughs> oh, social man. media. They're they do not on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they do a mail Stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's still too soon for that. Way I'm surprised too soon. we made it to January with a stop the count reference. I'm just saying. But <laughs> so Dev, Griffey, yes. what are your Super Bowl predictions? Full bias, no bias, I don't care. So let me give both. you my let me give you my non-bias. It it's gonna be very tough because this is arguably the best offense in the NFL we're going against. However, it's not like our offense is that much behind. We're just a newer offense. That's what it comes down to. Um, you, you know Kansas City's going to score, but it, it comes down to how many three and outs can we get, you know, Kansas City in. You know, how many punting situations can we get Kansas City in? Because you know Tampa Bay is going to score. You know we, we just have too many weapons. You know, look, look, look at what happened in the Kansas City game versus the Bills. Beasley played on a broken freaking leg. John Brown missed most of the season with an injury. So, you, so even with him coming back, yes, he's fresh, but he hasn't had that much, much action all year. And he wants Stephon Diggs. You know, so it's they they played great, but I think our offense is just all around better than the Bills' offense just based on how the year's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 
that's what's going for you. The the thing that what's interesting about this game is you have it's it's gonna be a chess match between Brady and Mahomes, mm-hmm. but the dynamic between the two of them is so incredibly different. Yeah. Tom Brady is so unbelievable pre-snap and knowing what linebackers are coming and knowing what coverage they're in. When the ball is snapped, he knows where he's throwing the ball right away. It's not yeah. read the defense. He's reading defense before the snap. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable at breaking down a play and getting a big play, scrambling, the sidearm throws, you know, buying a little time. It's, it's, he breaks everything down mid-play compared to Tom Brady, who's breaking everything down pre-play. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think what we definitely have going for us is our D-line. I think we will absolutely get to Pat Mahomes, you know, which, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's, he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's just a given. But who knows, you know, Vita Vea came, came in so clutch yesterday. I mean, I, I did not expect him to play as much as he did. I texted yeah. you during the game. I'm like, he's, he's one of the big reasons why you guys are making some big defensive stops. It's oh, not even yeah. the run stuffing. He was pushing the pocket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, I, I, know, I know Mahomes does a great job you know, with making those uncomfortable throws, but sooner or later, one of them's bound to bite you in the ass. And I think that's going to be the big thing there is I think that you guys are going to have to find a way to get a turnover or two. I just don't think that if they, what'd you say, Tim? Jack Barrett's going to get a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, it has to. And if they don't, it's just, I think it could get ugly, to be honest with you, because I think a lot of people are discrediting um, the Chiefs defense, I think they're better than most people think they are. And I, I think that if if you can't get to 35, 40 points, I don't think you got a shot at winning this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I mean, when you when you look at, you know, the Chiefs loss to the Raiders, what well, was a big factor? Oh, it was all Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And, rock. and... We just happen to have two very good running backs that can can do that. So you know, in an improved offensive line, you know, Ali Marpet, oh, you you have uh, Trips is a Burps. beast. He, he, uh, we should talk about that for a second. As a rookie, that is impressive to come in and be that dominant at a left tackle spot, dude. That is facts. very impressive. Facts. I was Ab- high on him coming out of college. I thought he was the best tackle in the draft. But he, he's he's outperformed what I expected he would be. I don't think anybody saw this coming. This is unreal. Yeah, I mean he well, he, he has been playing amazing. I, I I I read some stat a couple of weeks ago. He allowed like one one sack from his side in like X amount of weeks, and it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a, I remember. See, I think I saw that exact stat too, and it was something outlandish. It didn't even make sense how. It, you would think as a rookie, he's just going to be getting beat up on, and he's just not at all. Yeah. Is that your word of the day? What's that? Outlandish? I've, ne- I've been friends with you for 20 years. I've never heard you use the word outlandish. I'm trying <laughs> to expand my vocabulary just for you, buddy. He has, I think he bought one of those word of the day calendars and outlandish. <laughs> today. 
2021, I had to put a new one up in the cubicle. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, he, he's been phenomenal. Marpet has been great. Was it Jansen is the center? He, he yeah, he, Jensen. He he's a beast. He's he does not be guard than a center, but dude, he is the he is the type of I would love to be his friend. He is the type that would knock someone the fuck out just for like acting funny around his boys. Do you see how like the, he just establishes like dominance? Like he gets in there and just starts creating ruckus after the play. You know, he, he does get chippy, but it's enough to, like, get in people's heads, you know? As I, a lineman, I, that is exactly what you should be doing. I got no problem with that. Throw people around. If you take a little a penalty here and there for a little extra rough in, whatever it is, it's always worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Quick quick stat for you guys, okay? And then yeah. you're going to see you're going to see where I'm coming from. Chiefs, Panthers. 33-31, two points. Tampa versus the Chiefs, 27-24, three points. Chiefs versus Saints, 32-29, three points. Falcons against the Chiefs, 17-14, three points. I, I so see where you're going with this. And what do they all have in common? <laughs> The Chiefs won. All that, but all <laughs> NFC, all NFC teams, NFC yes. South, all yes. NFC South teams by three points. So, so what is that? It, it's not like we play them all the time. I Once think every, the every four year, four years. Yeah, it's it's something like that. So I, I don't know. I I really have a good feeling in the sense that. You know, as long as we keep Tyreek Hill under 300 yards in less than three touchdowns, there's a good chance. Because <laughs> if you look at it, we legit gave, what was it, like 269? Hmm. Something and three like that. And three touchdowns. I think Kelsey almost had 90 yards. And we, we only lost by three points. Yeah. But so you still haven't given me a prediction. Are you hiding from me, or are you? Would, no, I mean, uh, as an un as an unbiased fan, I would. It, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, let's go with. I think it'll be something maybe like thirty eight forty two. Wow, Tampa, Tampa. Oof. Um, are you paying thirty two thousand dollars to go to the game? Absolutely not. So uh, a bunch I, of your like, realtor, like, I, I'm goddamn happy that you said that. <laughs> a, bu- a bunch of my friends that are Bucks fans are actually thinking about flying down to Tampa. Oh my god! No way in hell. I I will gladly be watching it from the comfort of my home. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, not giving my daughter more PTSD. <laughs> Ty, what are your predictions? So, for me, I, I'm on the side of the Chiefs. i got to be honest with you. Sorry, Dev. Mute, mute him. Mute that mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do it, buddy. <laughs> the power of control in the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. 
and I think it's going to be a lot low, a lot more low score than you think that it's going to be. I think we're looking at something like 31-21 Chiefs. It's very rare that we see any of these games go to the over, especially the Super Bowl. Yep, because what happens is I, I'm with Tyler on it. I don't see as high score a game because it's a Super Bowl. Everybody's a lot more tight. The play calling side of the, the players are tighter. You know, play, you know, longer plays don't typically happen. You don't see an 80-yard Tyreek Hill touchdown in most Super Bowls. I'm I'm saying it's probably going to be like 24-17 Chiefs. So um, disrespectful. <laughs> hey, so disrespectful. <laughs> I, I don't see either team scoring more than 24 points. Are you going against Shaq Barrett, the most elusive backer in the league? <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's just I think I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know. The one good thing you got going for you is it looks like um, Fisher's going to be out. That Achilles, I haven't seen. No, he tore. It. He's out. he tore it. It's a tore, it's a tear. I haven't. I knew it was an Achilles. I didn't know if it was torn or if it was sprained. It was a chance, but it's definitely a tear. So yeah, that's we a big just, deal. I I I'm I I want to see what's up with Whitehead and Winfield. Yeah, that's the big thing. I think Winfield is the most important one. I mean, if AB's out, it's not as big of a concern to me as if Winfield's out. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, White Whitehead, I mean, who knows? Because Whitehead and Winfield, they hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they and do. Tyreek is not the biggest guy. So who says he doesn't catch one over the middle? And, you, you know, if look at you that. You better catch him first, Jones. though. Huh? Said you got to catch him first, though. Yeah, I mean, but that's a given. I mean, the the first time he absolutely ran all over us, all over the field. But you know, second time around is definitely going to be different. Todd Bowles is going to you know draw something up. You um, know, you speaking know what's, of, what's up? So, speaking about Antoine Winfield, you know Tom Brady's older than his dad. <laughs> what? Is he the one that he played against his father and now he's playing with him, right? Isn't that well, him? Winfield's dad played corner for the Bills, I believe. So he was born in June of 77. And Brady was born, I think, two months earlier. Well, Brady's three years younger than Big Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. Yeah, he actually remember Winfield. He played for Minnesota and Buffalo. He was a corner. Played up until like 2012. Jesus, that just shows how old we're getting. Jesus Christ! Don't talk about that. (laughs) We don't put that on air, Dev. We don't put that on air. (laughs) He's playing with guys that that are his teammates that he played against their fathers, and he's older than their fathers. It it sounds like a semi-pro league. Yeah, these guys are just still playing. They can't give it up. But I mean, it's just we could poke fun at Brady's age all we want. But I mean, it's just it was a funny little tidbit that he's older than one of the players on the team's dads. Yeah, that that's pretty insane. And um, I think I think the player you're thinking about, Tyler, I think he was a tight end. He's a tight end. 
played the one that Brady played at Michigan with his father. I think it was a tight end. I'd have to look it up. There was definitely a guy. That one of so it was one of them that he played with his father and now is playing with his son with the, yeah. the father's son now. And you you know what I think might also play a factor. That. The what the weather. Meaning, in the sense, you know, when when I was, you know, when we would have our like spring training, um, for at Bridgewater when I played baseball, our coaches used to constantly remind us, you need to stretch, stretch a lot, drink a lot of water, because we would be used to running in the cold, playing in the cold, and then when we we would get to this warm weather, we would run around, we would feel so loose because you know we're not in this cold weather. You know, and there there would be a lot of like injuries, a lot of pulls, you know, and I will say, you know, it's no it's no secret that, you know, Hill's always had issues with his hamstrings. Are you foreshadowing a Hill hamstring pull? That's what it sounds like. Dude, it's been it's been happening. If you look if you look at most of his big runs he's had lately, he's come up limping. So you're telling me he's dealing with something right now. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, he's that that's always been like if if he was dealing with it with it, an injury, it's always been a hamstring. Oh yeah. He's so explosive. That's bound well, to happen. Once you have a hamstring, it never goes away. Exactly. Right, so, Ty? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, never know. So we got two against one, as usual here. So Last thing we should talk about here is the confusion of Patriots Nation. Um, oh, man. Should, who everybody should root for, and are you a bad Patriots fan for rooting for Brady? What are your thoughts? So my thoughts as a Tampa Bay fan growing up in New England, I just think it's kind of like a culture shock that the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl. They didn't make the playoffs. And now they're feeling salty. Not all, but some. You can say all. It's all right. All for us. Definitely not all. Definitely not all. But I do see a lot of salty Pats fans that, you know, continuously are saying, oh, they were like, go Washington. Oh, go New Orleans. Oh, go Packers. It's like, I was like, and my response would be like, oh, so you're not a Pats fan anymore? And they're like, oh, no, I am. I just don't want to see Brady win. That's the same thing as saying I want Brady to win. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's so corny, dude. I mean, pe- then people try and, you know, call me out and they're like, oh, he's not a cheater now. And I always like hit him back with the, are you sure you're thinking of me or my brother who's a diehard Jets fan? You know, I was like, bro, I've never called Tom Brady a cheater. Um, Everybody gets lumped into one category if, if you're not rooting for Tom Brady. That's pretty much what happens there. It's either you hate Brady or you love – either he's a cheater and a piece of shit or he's the greatest thing on earth, and there's no yeah. one between. Yeah, and it's 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 like so, – it, it's so stupid. I mean, is that really your comeback to me? Oh, now he's not a cheater, blah, 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 because I'm rooting for my team. It's not even like I'm like, oh, Brady this and Brady that. It's all Brady. Like, and the worst no, part about it is always the people that don't know anything about football. Yep. Always. 
So you can't even have a, like an educated conversation with him about it. It's just nonsense after nonsense after nonsense. Yeah. And like Tim's seen this. Uh, what, someone was like, oh, you used to hate on him all the time. And in my head, I'm like, one, I've never talked football with you in my life. Two, I haven't talked to you in like four or five years, maybe even longer. So right. what are you talking about? Then this person, obviously, I'm not going to name names, was like, oh, I remember you posting about the flake gate. And I'm like, you remember that? I don't even remember that. <laughs> How long ago? And you're going to remember me sharing a post about it? You yeah. remember that post from five years ago. <laughs> Either you're desks with me and I just found out about it, or you're just being a salty ass past Pats fan. So it's like it, it's very it's very tough because like I told Tim earlier today, why can't it be, you know what, I am a Patriots fan, but my team's not in it. So for you know, with my love for Tom Brady for all he did, you know, for the Pats, I'm gonna root for the Bucks. That's but right. I'm not fan. I'm I'm rooting because I want Tom Brady to do good. You know, and that's and this is and this is how kind of how I feel is it's like a I said this before it's like you you're dealing with an ex Mm -hmm. you don't want to see your ex do better than you you don't want to see your ex end up with with the hot dude that's that's the model or whatever the hell it is (laughs) and you're slumming it at the bar like that's no good (laughs) dealing with the chick that got missing a tooth like no and now we have Cam Newton yeah. We don't even know if he's a guy or a girl. Like it's not cool. Like the way he dresses. I mean, it's just not, it doesn't. Oh, I mean, it's like it's like you know, rest in peace to the go. But what do you think Lakers fans would root against Kobe Bryant if at the end of his career he went to another team? No, probably not. They're not rooting not unless he came to Boston. He would never do that. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I could, I could see if Tom Brady went to the Jets. Yeah, that's like, a different story. Fuck the Jets. Uh, Desmond, if you're listening, fuck the Jets. <laughs> it's always fuck the Jets. It doesn't even matter what it is. There's only like, you know, the Jets are the one team I hope go 0-16 every year. <laughs> like, have no remorse for it. I know we we shall see what they do next year. I mean, I'm not expecting. I think like, they get Watson. It they doesn't might. even physically make sense for Watson to go there. I don't understand those rumors. It makes no sense at all. I wasn't talking rumor. I'm just talking my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care was, what Bleacher Report ch- shares. I think it makes sense. How does it yeah. make sense? And they, they have and the they, power to do it. They okay, but Watson has a no trade clause. The only way he's going somewhere is if he okay's it. Yeah. So why would he say I want to go to the, uh, the only worst of the worst team in the league? That doesn't even make sense. He has no incentive to go to the Jets. I still see it happening. Never happening. I mean, who who knows? Because there's rumors going around they'll get him and Robinson. Well, yeah, wherever wherever he goes, Allen Robinson has to sign. And that that would be a pretty crazy wide receiver core. Because be the impressive. workload would no longer be all on Crowder. And then you have Mims coming up, and you have Herndon, and you have Father Tom. Right? So, I mean, it's really not that bad. You know, they, they address some – they can address some other uses, of, like their defense and offensive line, get get a 
you know, maybe sign Fournette as a free agent or something. And yeah, for sure. And then they, this team into some, they have some draft capital. You know, you can, you can be Miami and well, Miami's a bad one because they have the third pick, but any other team who's offering like the 20th pick or 18th pick, that's pretty much worth two first round pick, uh, half of what the second, the second overall pick is worth. Mm-hmm. So if you trade Darnold, the second round pick and a, a, the second overall pick and like a three for Watson, that might be enough. It's just yeah. if Watson signs on and does it, the second overall pick is, is worth a lot more than the 18th pick or the 15th pick. Oh, definitely. I don't think that's enough. You see teams tra- try to trade up from freaking nine to two and they give up the next two years, a third in the, in their right kidney. And just to move up in the pick, to, never mind getting a generational quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you'd be giving up miles happen, more. And then the Bills are going to come out of that division again. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to lose to the Chiefs again. And then it's going to be Chiefs versus Tampa again. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the prediction next year for the score then? Remember, Tyler <laughs> thought that the Steelers were a lock to win it all. Dude. Dude. I do not want to talk. Listen, I I I was so bitter against the Steelers because all I needed to go to the fantasy finals was simply seven point something points. Oh, that game screwed me too, my friend. Trust me, I know all about it. From Big Ben, right? Get this, right? So he put he ends up putting up like six point something points. I I lost by like point five or something. Do you yep. know my running backs were? I have no idea who. Mara, Carson, and Zeke. So that means in the finals, I would have had Kamara. <laughs> that 60 piece from, from Kamara the first, what was the first week yeah. of the playoffs? In my wideouts, I had, oh, oh even better. I had uh, Ayuk. Yeah. Who got the, those, that, you know, that. Touchdown off the uh, off the little flip there. Then he got you know the later game like long passes and and shit time. So yep. he put up twenty something. Tariq had a slow game. He had like ten points. Um, let's see. Oh, Logan Thomas. <laughs> hey, he had another twenty something point game. Um, it, I was so mad. Oh, so yeah. every- it sounds like the only reason you lost is because. You didn't listen to me when I told you to start Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> if you would have started Ryan Tannehill, you could be taking Tory on a very nice vacation. Well, you want to hear something crazy. So I played against Tannehill in one league, and I played against Herbert in the other league. And those are your two other options. Right. So in the league I lost to Tannehill, my options were Russ. And Herbert, I chose Russ. And then in the other league against Herbert, I chose Big Ben over Tannehill. And both those QBs beat me. <laughs> and it, just so you know, that's the that week brutal. we released our quarterback rankings of the week. Mm-hmm. And if you would have listened to each of our rankings, you would have won all of your matchups that week. Yeah, I was just I, honestly. I was just playing too conservative, to be honest. I think I had Tannehill as like the QB two of the week, mm-hmm. and Big Ben was like in the mid teens. 
Yeah, I, I was just putting up like forty-two points. Yeah, I just I just had the mindset that you know he got me here. Yeah, he no, he didn't even get bro. I started off with Dak, then went to Dalton, then went to Carr, then went to Bridgewater, then uh, then I went to Big Ben. <laughs> so when when Dak went down, I was screwed. But whatever, Tampa Bay going all the way. Fuck the Chiefs. Even though Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, I love them all, so it sucks that I have to root against them, but fuck it. Just do me a favor, Dev. What? Don't put the house on, on the Bucks, okay? You're right. I won't. I'm putting the house in the fucking cars. I might even <laughs> the dog, too. Hey, but the good news is if he wins, he's buying two houses. Hey. As his realtor, I'm yes, okay sir. with him buying two houses. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like r- realistically, I I think it's going to be a good game. I mean, it, yeah. it's I want to see us win. Realistically, it's going to be really tough for us to win, but it is, you know, we can't. You know, so that that's where I stand. We can win. Is it a sure thing? Absolutely not. Is there some doubt? Yes, but as as a Tampa fan, I I think we can pull it off. I like the realism from a from a true fan. At least yeah. you can have a normal conversation about That's it. Why we have you back on the podcast all the time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody who says less, I mean, who who knows? It's just that Kansas City offense is unreal. I mean that their their defense isn't as bad as people think. Even though I think our, our offense will put up some points against them, you know, due to the heavy run game we can have. Um, but it all comes down to can our secondary contain Kelsey and Hill? Yeah, that is the key. Force Watkins and Hardman to beat you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But last little tidbit before we sign off, CEH looks lost. He does. He looks yeah. Six rushes, seven yards. Well, I mean, he's probably not a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, he be out there. Probably not. Yeah, I know it, it's tough. He's definitely struggling. He's definitely still hurt. He's very hurt. You can see them heavily relying on Bell and Williams, but who knows? We'll see. I mean, at at the end of the day, to be honest, I. I don't think they would play that big of a factor anyway. I don't think, you know, Alaire would play that much of a factor against no. our run defense. If Aaron, I think it's Eric couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as they can kind of get a tiny bit of a run game going where it's not just uh, Mahomes just sitting back there throwing the ball every 10 seconds, I think that yeah. that's enough. They don't need to have somebody run run for 200 yards. They need no. somebody. They need fifty to seventy yards throughout the game, just to so they respect the run and four to five yards of carry. Yeah, nothing. I I I think Vita Vea back being back is huge. I yeah. think. Let's see. So they last time we played them, uh, Hilaire had thirty-seven yards. Mahomes had twenty-eight. Bell had twenty-two. That feels about right. 50, 60 yards in that range. Just when you get when you when you run the ball, you got the important thing is you got to get four or five yards of carry because 
Tom Brady in a second and five, a third and two, that's a big difference between third and 10, two and second and 11. And it, it, you got to use the, the run game to get ahead of the sticks. Yeah. I mean, even look at, even look at this, Aaron Jones, he was, he obviously got taken out the game. He finished with 27. Williams had 23 and Dylan had 17. So, oh, I've said it all year long. You guys have the best front seven in football. Oh yeah. I, 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 the best four linebackers in the NFL. Vita Vey is a monster. Yeah. He's a beast. It's just, you you guys are, it was always about how young your secondary was. That's yeah. That's the thing. I, I think you give us, three more years that's a solid secondary yeah, yeah i think if, if you, you're losing david yeah my thing is is that that window of brady is not going to be that long so it, i think in the offseason you guys are going to either have to get get and get somebody in the secondary to kind of come in and and supplement as that guy or yeah. hope one of these guys really develops I, i'm not sure with what we so it, it it's like we almost did a complete like switcheroo because years prior, we had veteran secondary, you know, DBs that were undersized. Right. Now we have good-sized DBs that are just well, young. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited. My Devin White jersey comes in February 1st. So oh, just in time. Yeah, so it says. So hopefully it comes in by then. You know, hopefully I don't go into cardiac arrest. But we'll have 911 on standby just for you. Thank you. Thank you. But seriously, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't I don't see it being a blowout. No. Um I think if any team wins, it's going to be, you know, maybe 7 to 10, maybe 13 points. Yeah, I see it being a, a, a 3 to 7 point game. You know, I I I don't see there's no way somebody scores 30 points. I, I don't even think the Chiefs can. It, it just didn't, it's going to be it's going to be like a 24-21, 24-20, type game. Yeah, I mean, I just took Ty's theory. And when they lost to the Raiders, the Raiders put up 40. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, just I, I just don't see a game where they, where they don't score close to 30 points and beat the Chiefs. It just doesn't, just doesn't feel realistic to me. I mean, but we shall see, fellas. Yeah, so... Dev, I appreciate you coming on again, talking some bucks. Awesome, um, again, thank you. We really appreciate the intro. No, you already know. If you need a new one, just holler at me. No, nah, we, we can't. Up, let me know. We can't change that. But if you want to, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. But we're not, we're not, I don't think we'll change it. Um, brother, sounds good to me. So that's all I got. Ty, you got anything else? That's it. That's all I got for this one. We have a great Super Bowl. It'll be fun. Shaq, gonna rip Mahomes head off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate you coming on. All righty, you already know. Hey, stay blessed. Go Tampa. I love it. Let's do it, boys. Peace, my brothers. Peace.